0: every state in every category gets two starting spots for the time trial hmm. and up to six between four to six starting spots for the mass start events so the okay. road race right and um, uh, and then you have the TTT right hmm. so that's four people to start three to finish right um, And then you have the criterion which is only available as an event, to the elite riders on the men and women's side okay. right? and that usually has a team of four or three to four Right. so basically <clears throat> out of a state you know where maybe 50 people would show up to qualification only six people are picked right? and right. it's all usually based off a performance in a time trial event hmm. at the state level yeah. you know,
1: the
0: level isn't that high hmm. that somebody working a full-time job or a full-time engineering student or a 14-year-old girl in Maharashtra, in Nashik, can't get to the start line at a nationals. Right. You know? yeah. um, uh, or or a, or a mum with a, you know, a, 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 yeah, who's, who's training on the side can't get to the nationals. I use these particular examples because these people exist. journey to my first nationals was nothing short of epic like for a kid who was born in the middle east you know uh went to college in the u.s and and, and uh and worked there for a bit like my journey to nationals involved a two-day train journey you know uh, uh where we were sleeping kind of you know in between like the the bathroom in un- unreserved seats and you know we were just like sleeping wherever you could find place and like everyone on that train the entire karnataka team you know all the way from 14 year old boys and girls all the way up to the elite guys who've been doing this for like six seven eight ten years in some cases we were all on that same train you know and we were all going to try and attempt our peak performance in four days
1: I am Bikey Wenki and this is the Working Athlete Podcast. Here, I talk to working athletes from all walks of life and experts from various sports to provide you with inspiration, training tips, time management and lifestyle advice. If this is something that interests you, please make sure you subscribe to this channel so that you don't miss any future episodes. This episode with Naveen John is all about the nationals it is what i called a definitive guide to the nationals we cover from selection criteria at various levels the riding capabilities one must have to the number of slots available for each event etc nj also shares a ton of his own experience and what you can do to give your best shot at the nationals once you get there with that Let's dive right into it. Welcome back to the Working Athlete Podcast, uh, NJ. Good to be back. Yep. So uh, today I thought uh, we would talk uh, about uh, nationals, since it is that time of the year again. And uh, every year there are nationals. And every year there are uh, going to be uh, people who want to uh, represent their state at the nationals and stuff like that, want to, you know, go get there. So I want this episode to be helpful for those um, at various age categories and uh, stuff like that. So uh, let us start with how does one get to nationals, say from an amateur? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah it is that time of year isn't it Nationals yeah. um and um, it's funny I think you know you you mentioned in the intro uh, it's that time of year where nationals happens and nationals happens every year at least once yeah. uh, th- I think it's a great way to start off the podcast by kind of highlighting that this year we'd actually have two nationals right and you know in some years we've had no nationals you know in 2020 we had no nationals in 20 uh 15 we had no nationals right? right and so i think it's it kind of it, this this thing of nationals in india um you know it's 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 a very fluid thing And yeah. it's it's one of the unique things about nationals in india it's like it's a i like to call it pop-up nationals <laughs> <laughs> you know it keeps things interesting yeah uh but yeah there's a there is a, but there is a method as an athlete in Indian cycling at any level to be honest if you're trying to make your first attempt at nationals or your tenth attempt at nationals every every approach is unique mm. because it's it ha it's so fluid it's so dynamic uh but there is if you if you boil it down to kind of certain things there is a method to the madness you know mm-hmm. yeah. um so yeah, it'll be interesting to. Pull that apart and you know. See yeah. If we can
1: touch on it. So there, there is the uh, say one uh, in a young uh, youngster, uh, be it 16 years, 17 years, approaches. Yeah. Uh, us. Yeah. So how do we guide them to uh, say the immediate thing would be something to say the district elections is what they have to look at right. Yeah. So.
0: So um, yeah, I mean, on paper. Um, the road to the national championships in India, it's a little different from, say, national championships in the U.S. or in the U.K. or in Australia, where they have an open championships where anyone can pay, you know, $200, $150, sign up for a race and show up. Right. Yeah. The challenge with India is if we did that, nationals would end up having about, I think, about 5,000 people show up you know it, you'd I be think, surprised
1: I think that would be a, a con, uh, you know, <laughs> conservative conservative yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: I mean and it's it's crazy because and the levels of people who um who perceive they can perform at a national level is uh, is quite wide you right. know yeah. someone who has never ridden a bike before might you know want that have that desire to perform at nationals but then there's also someone who's been in the sport for 10 years and maybe represent the country about so you have the full spectrum everything in between yeah right and, um, so with India and nationals, it is sort of a selective nationals, you sure. know, in some sense, in India, if there's if there's been, um, if you can call a talent identification kind of system in place that's lasted, it's nationals. right yeah. on the track on the road, the MTB, I think in MTB, we're probably up to our 10th edition on the road, we're up to probably 26, 24th, 25th, 20, yeah, 25th yeah. on the track, we're up to the 70th almost edition, right? So brilliant. that gives you, yeah, gives yeah. you an idea of kind of how long this has been around, right? Yeah. And it's been happening. Yeah. Uh, and there've been that many national champions, right? So um, as to the kind of the, uh, because Indian nationals has to be selective, you've got to filter out people, mainly because otherwise you just wouldn't be able to logistically pull off an event like that 5000 yeah. people and the second thing is the quality of the field and the safety of a field you know because when you have someone who's just starting out and someone who's super experienced you put them together it's a recipe for disaster right um so in some sense it's 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 good that indian nationals is selective um uh, and and the process is on paper, it's quite simple. It's it's um, uh, to get to nationals, you have to be part of your state team. Um, to be part of your state team, if your state is a competitive state, has quite a few competitive cyclists, then um, there's a district level selection, right? So in Karnataka, for example, um, we've got uh, the bangalore district we've got uh, the the boys up in bijapur bijapur district and then you got mysore so uh, there are selections that are district level also right. because you got to filter that out and get the best to represent the state right. right so each state ends up having a team that's quite big actually when you start to put together a team mm. uh, right now the most competitive states in india are karnataka maharashtra on top i would say in rajasthan perhaps hmm. um these three states have the most uh culture of cycling also in them if you look back you know hmm. uh, uh punjab as well punjab yeah. as well yes yeah, yeah. so those two northern states rajasthan with the Jat boys and the punjabis uh, just a you know natural kind of inclination towards sport and then haryana also yeah um one of the i mean it's a it's our uh, metal factory you know yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. terms of sports it's yeah. just a mentality there that's so different cultural kind of uh, acceptance of sport you yeah. know uh and then karnataka because we've got this uh cultural center in bijapur that produces you know cyclists very strong air, cyclists yeah. and then maharashtra just historically you know pune Mumbai have had quite a few classical races. Uh, some of India's oldest one day classics are in Maharashtra. And there is quite a bit of cycling history there. You know, right. a lot of uh, um a lot of Parsis and stuff like that who kind of, you know, there's a lot of history of sport there um right. in, in Maharashtra. So strongest states and in- to give you an idea, these strongest states field teams of about you know forty to fifty riders, mm-hmm. right? And this is in categories uh, elite. So if you're if you're uh, twenty three, uh, if you're twenty four and above, you fall into the elite category. There's no upper limit on it. Yeah. Then you've got the under twenty three, which in India at the UCI level, the U twenty three category, you age out of it the day you turn twenty three. Yeah. So it's de- by the definition of the word, you have to be under twenty three to be in the under twenty three category mm. at the UCI definition of it. Right. And across the world. Right. In India, however, uh. we kind of uh, for some reason I don't know why this this is true, but uh, we've uh, morphed the definition to for it to be read as 23 and under 23, and you know, under. so not yeah. under 23, but 23 and under. Right. So if you're 23 days and 364, 23 years and 364 days, you're 23 and under. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, um, you qualify. So you almost have an extra year in India, mm. right. To be in the U23. Yes. So that's a very interesting distinction. Mm. And, um, and then you've got the under 18s, which is the juniors. Mm then you got the under 16s which is the sub juniors and then you got the youth which is the under 14 mm. um and so that's where you start to see that number of 50 come up it's not just elite riders and right. so you have a men's side of this and mm. a women's side right the difference on the women's side is you don't have an under 23 category mm. so from the juniors you graduate to the uh, to the elite
1: juniors is sub 14 uh, sub, 18, sub 18 sub
0: 18 right yeah 18 and under so u18 is juniors and then you just graduate up to the uh, elite at that point right and the other distinction is, um, right now, there's no master's category uh, mm-hmm. at at nationals. If you're just 23, up, uh, you know, you 23 above, then you're you in, the in, in the elite category. There has been talk about starting a master's category and they were almost going to pull it off this year. But COVID makes that challenging uh, because if you tell... Paying masters that something's happening and you cancel it they can be very vocal yes, <laughs> right so yes. they don't want to they don't have to deal with that uh, logistical challenge especially in this environment which hmm. i can understand that you right. know having 250 uh, cranky old men <laughs> like you and me uh, complaining about dates of events being canceled when you have to move your entire life and work around it yeah uh, not the easiest time to to start with that category now, right? right? So that's kind of the big picture, right? Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. the hierarchy of the, the selection and, uh, you know what you are actually being selected to, and the different categories that exist.
1: Right, yeah. and different categories also have different uh, length of events. Yeah. Say, for example, if we take uh, an event like an ITT, Correct. they uh, the elite category will have forty k uh, time trial, while uh, under twenty three also, also forty, 40. Uh, but under eighteen. Yeah. They will have what, 30, 20 30? 30, 30. Okay. Yeah. 20 to 30. Yeah. And then uh, the women
0: also, the elite women also race at the same distance the juniors race at the moment. Like 30. 30 for the time trial. Um. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, and then the boys will have um, much ju- shorter. So the juniors. juniors would
0: have about 20 kilometers. The sub juniors would have about 20 again. Mm. The youth would have about 10. and um, yeah and that's usually the way it goes
1: right so and then uh, and they have to basically get to the states and then make that cut in their age category to uh, represent their state at the national
0: and so when uh, so typically this is again rule of thumb right so Mm. at a state level trials most states in india only have a state level trials it's very few states that have district level in fact I think Karnataka might be the only one that has district level trials, Mm. you know? Uh, Bangalore Because, I mean, it shows that Bangalore is kind of, you know, the center of Indian cycling. So yeah, I mean, that's right. Bangalore is, I mean, Karnataka is one of the only states with the district level trials. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, um, basically the way it works is every state in every category gets two starting spots for the time trial Hmm. and up to six, between four to six starting spots for the mass start events. So the okay. road race. Right. And um, uh, and then you have the TTT, right? Hmm. So that's four people to start, three to finish. Right. Um, and then you have the criterium, which is only available as an event to the elite riders on the men and women's side. Okay. Right? And that usually has a team of four or three to four. Right. So basically <clears throat> out of a state... You know where maybe fifty people would show up to qualification. Only six people are picked, right? And it's all usually based off performance in a time trial event Mm. at the state level. Right. So state level selection trials are usually timed events, just because it's the most logistically easy to organize. Correct. And ultimately, a time trial does kind of you know say, okay, this person has the best FTP. And a good position on the bike. Right. Right. And in some sense, they are the strongest rider. But there are several cases where extremely strong riders, you know, national level, national level medalists sometimes miss that, miss that state level time trial cut because they just don't have the equipment. Hmm. You know, sometimes one of the best sprinters in the country might not have a TT bike. Right. Or a disc wheel. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, there is a little bit of uh, uh, a way in which a really good rider can fall through the gaps there right. in the selection process at the state level. Yeah. But this is the thing about Indian cycling. You'll hear a couple riders bemoan kind of that, that uh, you know, that, that kind of gap in the selection process. Right. But to be honest, <clears throat> at the end of the day, the level in India is not that high that you can't compete for that top six Uh, with just a road bike and clip-ons yeah and so um uh but at the same time sometimes a rider does miss out on that
1: opportunity right so for example there is a sprinter who is really good and maybe really lousy in time trials. exactly yeah so that kind of and uh, maybe moisture.
0: maybe lousy in time trials, but also maybe doesn't have the resources to buy a TT bike. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, it Doesn't make practical sense, sense for, him, for him to because at the national level, he's probably you know 30th best time trialist. Right. right. But he's got like a thousand five hundred watt sprint. Right. So you have a couple guys, but in my experience mm-hmm. over the last ten years in Indian cycling, I've never seen a rider in any state who's really missed an opportunity to start at nationals. Mm. That uh, that they actually deserved, you right. know, where they were actually strong. Because yeah. usually, if even if you are a lousy, you just can't have that excuse. If you've got to be a good, yeah, you've got to be a good all rounder, yeah. And
1: um, also, um, if you if he is a really good sprinter, he's probably on the track. True.
0: Yes. Exactly. If he yeah. is that good a sprinter, he's usually selected. Exactly, he's yeah. usually, in a, yeah, but then the, the question arises, okay, what if this uh, rider is from a state where they don't even have a velodrome, or, mm. I mean, there are open trials, and there is track national championships for, uh, you know, sprinter phenotypes, yeah, someone is such an exceptional sprinter, Right. they probably should look at that, right, right. but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a, there is a chance for that one rider out of 800 to fall in through that gap, but yeah. for the most part it's not a big gap you know so it works it, it works yeah right. the system works yeah okay
1: so right so the guys have made it to the states you know somehow uh, to the best of their sake yeah. or whatever yeah are even even to you know uh, to get there yeah uh, what kind of uh, you know fitness levels they need to look at and yeah. then to yeah. go beyond
0: so um I, that's a good question it's it's kind of the next step where that where this conversation goes mm. but i'll just put that uh, yeah. on the side for a second and actually touch on a point that a lot of riders actually face at yeah. this state selection uh process right, right yeah Okay, say you're a strong rider, you put in the work, you committed, you know, you put in a solid la- block of training, you feel like you're right there. Maybe hmm. you end up in fifth or sixth or seventh or eighth place, right? right? Yeah. Off that uh uh sure shot selection for the team. Right. right. Um, you know some states will actually while there are six spots to start in the road race smaller states who don't have the budget to pay for their travel or whatever might say we are only taking four riders mm. who have a really good shot yeah right yeah and and there is there is this challenge if you're a first-time rider trying to get through the nationals you really um, you really have to put down a, a, a Kind of a solid performance in these trials, you know, for yeah. you to be considered, right? If you're correct. a totally new guy, right? Um, and so th- this happens to quite a few riders, which is they end out, they end up outside the qualification, you know, top six, right? yeah. in a time trial, yeah. Um, so that typically uh, is not the end of the road for most riders, correct? You know, so uh, there are workarounds to it, and to be honest, you know, out of the two dozen athletes that I work with. Uh, a lot of athletes that I work with from the same state. One of the challenges is, you know, uh, I mean, I have six athletes from from Maharashtra, Um, uh, each of them capable of being the top six. But what if one of them has a bad day or, you know, uh, maybe they fell sick a week before, maybe they had a mechanical, right? It's this one day where you have to perform. Of course, the thing about sport and competitive sport is it doesn't matter how hard you train, it matters how you perform on race day, right? That's the difference between, uh, you know, uh, being an amateur and trying to be a competitive cyclist, right? Um, That does happen. And so um, in the past, there used to be an option for riders who didn't qualify at state level trials. Okay, Okay, say they ended up in eighth or ninth um, to uh, get to the national start line by requesting a spot, a neutral starting spot with the Cycling Federation yeah so that required the process of um uh you know filing for a no objection certificate from the state State association Hmm. and typically the state associations will look at an eighth place or a ninth place rider look at their situation their circumstances maybe the mechanical or something like that and say oh you are not eighth okay you can't qualify for our team just because there were six guys who were faster than you on the day. Right? Yeah. How can we bump them off? Right. But here's a letter, you know, and usually they they're very um, happy to oblige. And you would take that N O C and request permission to start from the C F I under the C F I banner. Correct. Right. A couple of riders in the past couple of years who kind of started abusing that that uh, privilege, mm. I would say. You know, yeah. um, and and so that kind of option was taken off the table. Mm. And initially they kept it open for. Uh, you know a couple SAI, uh, sports authority of india level athletes to use that option but now they've even really completely clamped on it wow. okay. because there were even you know top national level athletes who were already in the program hmm. who were abusing the system by just avoiding state trials altogether if they weren't in shape or something oh, okay. so all it takes is that one you know one or a couple riders hmm. and doing it and that that option disappeared which which i think what do you do as a federation? You have yeah. to at some point have rules that you can apply without any gray areas, right? right. Because then it becomes preferential treatment and um, you've got to deal with all of that. So what they did instead is this is, again, a gray area that exists in the rules. There are 29 states in India. Hmm. There are a couple of states that are extremely strong with their cycling. Right. But there's about 15 that are not so great. Right. And some that don't even have, a f- forget a full team; they don't have more than one rider. They can field. Yes. You know? um, I mean, states like in the a lot of states in the northeast. Um, you know, uh, it's changing very quickly because the sport is uh, getting competitive more homogeneously right. across the country. Mm. Uh, but there are fifteen to twenty states that just can't field a team, and so there is an option for that eighth place rider or ninth place rider in Maharashtra mm. to request their state federation saying, hey, I was in eighth, I want to go to, I want to get to nationals, my performance is right there, I maybe just had a bad day, uh, or I'm not good as a top six, can you issue me a NOC to compete for another state? And that rider can ask for that, and usually the state obliges, uh, if the rider is a rider in good standing, yeah. and um, and they can, they can reach out to states that don't have full teams, to participate and represent for those states, right? You know? the, the only catch with the NOC is when you ask for an NOC from a state a no objection letter, for an entire calendar year from the date the NOC was issued, that's on the uh, letter, you can't compete for your state, right? Okay. And again, these rules are made because you've got to have something, right? Because if it's just a free-for-all, then you have to look at hundred cases individually. Versus, you know, there are. I mean, that's the whole point of rules. Right. So there's some order, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the only catch. And so you aren't eligible for any state awards that you win if you win a medal, right? Know? Um, because for that calendar year, you're considered to have chosen to not represent the state, right?
1: right. Yeah.
0: Um, because if you are capable of winning a medal and you didn't qualify for the state, are you kind of trying to game the system? And there yeah. have been riders who do that because. Yeah there are certain states that have uh, kind of richer cash awards than some other states that don't do any cash awards. Right. Yeah. So someone can, you know, play the system, play their that system way, like right? that. Yeah. And so all it takes is that one rider to ruin it for everyone. Yeah. But that's, that's life. Right? right. So that's the, that's the kind of gray area kind of way to get in. And as far as the system in India, right. I mean, you've got these state associations, Fortunately, now in India, pretty much every state has a designated association secretary. Mm. And the entire, um, literally, there's a PDF that's constantly updated every year pretty much on the CFI website. Mm-hmm. And people can just pull it up. Mm. And it has an email address, a phone number, usually more than one phone number, and a mailing address, right? So right. there's no reason that any athlete can't pick up the phone, uh, introduce themselves, and um, take advantage of this gray area and the rules to still show up to nationals if they're a worthy kind of, you know, uh, uh, competitor. Right. Right. Um, And and if uh, the state, uh, listed state association secretary isn't reachable, usually the uh, federation secretary is just a phone call away. You know, so just calling their office to ask for what... um, the recourse is, you Hmm. know, but you really have to have showed up to your state trials. You have to have shown that you have given it a go yeah, and you have to show that you're kind of competitive, you know, if you're outside of the top 10, Hmm. you're probably, yeah, you're probably not going to make the cut to be honest. So yeah, I think it's just about being honest with yourself and, and uh, yeah, and
1: yeah, that that is yeah. super, super useful. Uh, yeah. uh, thanks for uh, bringing that up. Yeah. Because a um, lot of, like you said, there are a few states that are really strong, like yeah. to get through to uh, Karnataka or Maharashtra, or Maharashtra is like luck. very, very, very tough. Because top. you
0: have the national champions in that state <laughs> yeah, also. There, exactly. Like, so, yeah.
1: So, uh, and uh, so the best way for uh, these guys to reach out to these associations is mm-hmm. through the contact details that are available on the on Federation, the C- website. Federation yeah. website.
0: And worst case, the Federation Secretary himself. VNC right. is like super, I don't know how he has the time, but yeah. he manages to make time for it. So, either the Federation uh, office itself uh, speaking to uh, Vinay, who's the secretary there, or uh, the Association Secretary, VNC.
1: Yeah. absolutely awesome yeah. so yes people have you know so this this is uh this gives a good idea for people to say uh, you know what what is the course that they need to take to, to get there pitch. right but to get to the start line yeah. see in terms of fitness correct w- yeah. let us good address question. that part now
0: yeah i mean that's the beauty of indian cycling yes you've got a couple national champions and you've got a couple really strong riders at the state level who are right up there at that top level, right? But as a whole, Indian cycling is actually pretty amateur. You yeah. know, the level isn't that high hmm. that somebody working a full-time job or a full-time engineering student or, a, uh, you know, or a 14-year-old, uh, uh, you know, a 14-year-old girl in Maharashtra, in Nashik, can't get to the start line at the nationals, right? You know? Yeah. Um, uh, or or a or a mum with a you know uh, 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 yeah who's who's training on the side can't get to the nationals. I, like Abirami. I know I use these particular examples because these people exist. They exist. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you worked with some of them. I worked with some of them. And these are real people. right? Yeah. And so um, there are no limits to getting to the start line at nationals. Whoever you are in India, um, and, and I know a couple of riders who come from very minimal means who are also made it to the start line. You know, yes. An athlete I coach. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, it's super accessible as a sport because it is not, uh, it's not professional mm. yet yeah. in India, right? Mm. Uh, the very top level and winning medals is semi. Is starting to be semi-professional. I would call it more elite amateur. But to get to the start line at nationals, it's an amateur sport. Right, you know, it's not right. like uh, uh, let's say uh, shooting in India, right? mm. which which that requires there are only a couple of people who can get to that uh, that national level. Right. Um, so as far as what are the objective kind of level, what's the objective level required to get to a start line of nationals, you'd be surprised. It's not very high. Right. right yeah um uh it, it it um i mean if we were to talk numbers you know to get to the start line of a. of course it depends if you are trying to get through karnataka state the numbers <laughs> are higher than it would be for like a i don't know like a, like an assam you yeah. Know? yeah um so it's hard to put out a rule of thumb there but mm. um you know if i were to put out kind of a very vague kind of minimum requirement if you're training five days a week, um, if you're training with some sort of structure, like you know modern kind of like training principles and all of those things, hmm. and um, yeah, and if you have an FTP, well, I hate to talk about FTP, HTP, yeah. but but just to give people an idea, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you're this is not a big number, but if you're above two fifty, you can you can easily go for you know uh, show up to national hell even if. Even if you're 220, yeah. I'd say let not, let not that deter you from showing up to a nationals because yeah. there are, I'm not talking about winning, right. I'm talking about in a showing particular up. state. Yeah. In a particular state, you can easily show up. I mean, yeah. I have a couple of athletes with, yeah, FTP doesn't matter. You right. know? It's, 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 um, it's that consistency in training. It's the, the flow of a national championships and learning how to prepare for it, you Yeah, know? Uh, that comes to the, the pop-up nationals concept. And how do you kind of, how do you kind of ready yourself for something that you don't know the date of, you know? Right. So, but yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a nice segue into that concept, right? Yeah. Of how do you, yeah, you know, pre- be prepared for something that you don't know when it is going yeah. to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, as I like, I, I joke about it, pop-up national, but to be honest, like, oh, in the last 10 years, um seven nationals have been in in November, November, mm. December. Right. You know, I yeah. mean, so it's not like completely up in the air. Yeah. It's usually in the end of the year. Mm. Um, this is another way Indian nationals differs from nationals in a lot of other countries, which is uh the Indian national so normally in national championships of every country garners uh UCI points. If mm. you're a national champion, you get a certain number of UCI points. In India, we don't get any. The reason is there's a UCI rule that says if you are in the north, if you are in the uh, uh, in the northern hemisphere, your national championships need to happen before the end of June hmm. to qualify for UCI points. Okay, right? which is why you'll see every country in Europe and the US has their elite national championships before the end of June. Right. If you're in the southern hemisphere. Uh, and nationals uh, again need to happen before June. And usually if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, national championships happen in the Southern Hemisphere's summer which is in January. Mm-hmm. Right. So usually Australia's, New Zealand's, they all happen in, in the first week, second week of January, South Africa, right. uh, all the big ones, right. Uh, all the South American national championships all happen in, in the beginning of the year, first mm-hmm. two, three weeks of the year. Right. So there is that rule. And 99% of the countries in the world follow that rule. But in India, um, We, uh, for reasons that, I mean, it's an easy rule to kind of, you know, follow. Follow. Um, In India, the defense is um, that June, we're more, we're not quite Southern Hemisphere or Northern Hemisphere. We're more tropical equatorial. Mm. And so you'll notice that the countries that don't follow this rule are typically in that band of the earth because the excuse for India is it's monsoon season and it's typically really hot. Okay. Both of which make organizing a national level event challenging. Mm. Because if you have a four day event, 800 athletes competing, 20 events each day, one day of rain everything everything goes down right right? and or one day of extreme heat if if nationals was in rajasthan i mean you can't even do a nationals in rajasthan in yeah or 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 anywhere in Haryana. like 50 degrees or something i mean like it's just not possible right Right. um so that's the defense of nationals not happening in india and in some sense i do feel like the uci needs to kind of maybe there needs to be a meeting point somewhere Mm -hmm. between the, Mm -hmm. the federation and the and uh, the governing body will sport to allow that hmm. there's not enough economic incentive for either parties to be bothered enough by it right so at right. the end of the day that's why things happen on right. large scales right. um so it is what it is and nationals usually road nationals happens towards the end of the year because winters in india as, I mean, some people in India like to call it cold, but really it isn't. Put on (laughs) a pair of arm warmers. You're Uh, fine. Yeah, as long as you're not in the Himalayas, it's fine. It's actually beautiful weather. Right. Uh, So, um, uh, usually it happens in November, December. Mountain bike nationals usually happens a month before it, and track nationals usually happens a month after it. Hmm. Um, So that's kind of what, you know, seven out of 10 times, that's what happens. Right. In a corona year, you have this, you know, we've had this, nationals happen in march and then we're going to have our current year current nationals year thing, nationals November, in now right yeah so as much as i like to joke that it is a pop-up nationals there is a rhythm to it yes right yeah and um and the other thing about it is how do you prepare for something like that where you don't know the exact date mm. um so in the i mean the, the standard way that most athletes in india approach it is three months before a uh, national level event, So essentially 12 weeks, hmm. usually you can get from your basal level of fitness, whatever your talent allows you to have as a base to your peak for the year. Right. In about 12 weeks, 12 yeah. to 16 weeks is what yeah. it takes. Yeah. And that's the approach that, uh, every athlete in the sport in India takes for the most part. Right. That's starting to change over the last, you know, five years, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it's really because there are a couple of guys who don't subscribe to that, you know, <laughs> and, and if you want to compete with those guys, you just have to step up your level. You right. Know? So, um, yeah, I mean the, in the, in the elite men, there's probably about, you know, now there's probably about uh, two dozen or three dozen guys who are training year round at right. some level. Right? right. And there's probably about a dozen who are like training at a, pretty high level, you know, right. semi-professional, I would call yeah.
1: it. Yeah. It started from, say, one guy. To... <laughs> yeah. I don't know who, but yeah.
0: I mean, it required that, you know. People yeah. are like, why is this guy riding his bike so much? You right. Know? I'm like, when you've gone outside and raced with, you know, world-class talent, right. you realize that's the minimum level of work you need to put in. Right. You know? And yeah. so, um, yeah, and it's about principle, right? It's If you call yourself a professional or trying to be good at the sport, you've got to, you've got to like, uh, you know, you've got to have some principles. And for me, it's that, you know, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's just that. And, um, and there's a lot you learn when you commit at a higher level, because mm. your body starts to behave differently, you start to learn about physiological mental limits and things like that. Right. So um, on the women's side of the sport, um, that 12 to six weeks is usually all you need to commit. Right. Um, you know, in the junior side of the sport, that's typically all you need to commit, right? Right. Um, I mean i i just started working with two 14 year old girls and um uh and yeah it's 12 week out from nationals you know that's when they reached out to me and I was like you know what hey we've got to start somewhere right? right yeah um and usually that's if that is all you require to perform at the national level why do any more work than is required right, right. that's the way a lot of people approach the sport in India mm. and that is the reason why people people ask hey why don't we have anyone at the olympics or anyone in the tour de france right it's pretty simple <laughs> nobody is riding or working hard enough yeah because everyone's working just enough to get to the nationals that's right. it. you know so i have this hashtag beyond national championships because it's this mentality it's this idea of there's more to uh the sport than nationals if you're willing to put in the work
1: right know, just, Right. So, yeah so, great great so uh I was curious when you were talking about the uh, point system, the UCI points yeah. and stuff. So does that time frame also apply to the track in the same
0: way? Um, yeah, it does. Uh, the track side of the sport is where our federation is really putting all of its efforts, all hmm. of its uh, resources, all of its, uh, let's call it, uh, I call it sport engineering because, um, you know, Uh, getting to the olympics getting to world championships getting to world cups which are the build-up to a world championships in a sport it's all about qualify qualification criteria and um, you'll be surprised at how many riders have not even googled or read what is the qualification criteria for like the olympics say for Mm. example you've got everyone's an expert and says oh why isn't there anyone in cycling at the olympics you Google Olympics cycling qualification criteria. You'll see exactly why there's no one in, the cycli- uh, in cycling in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Right? There is a there is a laid out point system. You have to perform at uh, in, on the track. You have to show up to uh, you have to show up to World Cups to get these points. Um, uh, a certain ranking allows you to start in the World Championships, and these points accumulated over a four-year, in this case, three-year cycle coming up, allows you to start in the Olympics. Right. All based off a nation's ranking. Right. And the road, the problem, why we don't have anyone in the road in the Olympics is because this entire point system is based off points that you get from professional cycling. Hmm. So the question to ask, why isn't there anyone on the road in the Olympics? The question, the correct question to ask before that, the leading question is, we don't have a professional road cyclist from yeah, India. From India. So there's no chance for anyone to even get points. Right. And so then the leading question to that would be why don't we have any professional road cyclists? And mm. the answer to that is because nobody trains more than twelve hours <laughs> 12, twelve weeks before a national championship. So right. Except the exceptions. Right. And and so yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple question. It's not a it's not a profound question. It's it's a question that typically lazy people ask. So. Right,
1: right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, for, for uh, you know, uh, let's provide an answer to those lazy, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, people. I used to be one of those guys, <laughs> so, yeah. I am still one of those. <laughs> uh, so this, for, for uh, the recent uh, Olympics yeah. from our track, yeah. uh, the guys like, Iso and all these guys, um, uh, he's a world champion and stuff. And it was surprising to kind of see why that kind of talent is not there. So, yeah, I
0: mean, the reason why is because of the Olympics, Mm. unlike the Indian nationals, there are no categories. There are no age categories. It's only elite. Right. Right. And now, if you're a 16-year-old who's a phenomenal talent and Mm. you're performing at the elite level in the qualification events at the elite level, then you get okay. because the Olympics doesn't have a under-23 Olympic uh, Olympics right. and a junior Olympics, right? right? That said, there are 16-year-olds winning gold medals in swimming in the yeah, pool. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, uh, so that's a huge reason why, because our junior world champion, uh, mm-hmm. our track world champions are junior world champions, right? Yep. So now they have to segue that into elite World Championships, world championships, championships then? Are not just elite world championships, but consistent performance at the elite level in the World Cups, which right. are the, the events leading to a world championships and ultimately performing these events uh gains your country points right and if your country is in a certain ranking then you qualify a spot at the olympics right, right. so yeah it's this clearly laid out thing so black and white right. um and and it's all out there yeah yeah the yeah
1: they, yes yes yes
0: so yeah what's interesting is i mean iso stepped into the elite ranks this year his mm. first elite track uh, competition was the Hong Kong World Cup a uh, hmm. uh, couple of months ago. His second uh, elite World uh, World Cup event will be Kali in October in a, in a in a month and then he will start his first elite world championships uh, uh in october um uh, this year it is in in france mm. so uh, he's had only two elite level uh, second one coming up right? right um the junior track world world championships is happening right now today's the last day and uh, david uh, beckham who is one of the riders on the the sprint uh, junior uh, track uh, gold medal team uh he competed there but yeah he didn't He didn't win a medal this time, but uh, incredibly challenging. The world championships at the junior level is, it's not easy. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, the the true test will be, will these boys, uh, you know, show their, uh, continue to kind of have that level as they move to the elites, Hmm. right? Hmm. Uh, The unique thing about Indian junior track cycling is the professionalism with which India is approaching its junior program you don't see it in any other country in the world. The amount of money that India puts into its junior program, because you have to start from there.
1: Mm.
0: No other country does that. That's the kind of level and support and professionalism that the elites have in every other country, right? Right. So it will be interesting to see how the junior sprint uh, track boys transition to that elite level, right? Right. Um, and it'll take. It'll take. It won't happen immediately. You know? hmm. uh, it'll take a couple years.
1: How did Isod uh, do in his first? Uh... Uh,
0: he didn't end up in the medals. Hmm. The, the Kiran is his his event. He's hmm. a very tactically astute rider, mainly because of uh, sharma as coach, and they've really worked uh Indians i think are pretty shrewd tactically actually mm. when you when you when you think about it and uh, they know how to spend the minimum amount of energy to get the maximum result right. and that's the in sport that's uh, in a tactical sport like the kiran it's incredibly uh, it's how you win medals, right? Right. Um, so uh, in his first event, he fell short of a medal, but that's his first elite event. First elite before event. Before the he won his, uh, before the boys won their uh, track spent gold, they had probably competed. Um, uh, you won't see juniors have the lifespan that these boys had, you know, right. because they were picked up, uh, talent identified, and and focused on all the way to their first. Uh, uh, you know world championship medal and they probably competed in you know 50 to 60 races right before they won that world championships people don't you see that, that yeah, yeah 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 so
1: yeah so the, it's a start and yeah. he, it will uh you know take its course exactly. and yeah get there
0: and yeah that's
1: it awesome awesome um you know that we briefly touched upon that master's aspect uh let's uh expand a little bit on that so last year there was this talk about uh, a masters category and uh trying to uh you know for the old boys uh, like me I, I just became a masters writer <laughs> <now>. you <laughs> yeah, became a masters rider, yeah. but yeah. um yeah. yeah i don't think you you will be allowed in <laughs> masters <laughs> I <believe you> guys. <laughs> yeah uh, but um, they, uh, as I said, uh, they kind of backed out from that uh, idea and yeah. said, okay, we will uh, come back to you yeah. at a future time. Yeah. And. Uh, do you think that is going to be like around this year there is a chance i mean
0: there was talk about it happening this year again in Mm. november december along that timeline in Mm. fact dates were put out and things like those were very tentative dates before Mm. the second lockdown happened right that second lockdown changed the complexion of a lot of things and this year the focus is just being, if we can pull off a nationals, it's a brilliant year. Like, right. Two nationals in a year is not easy. Right. Just the time, the paperwork, police permissions to do an event of this scale in the middle of a big city in India, right. I mean, uh, and these are people who are working with the budgets that are 150th the budget of like a a, a Mumbai marathon, you know, right. event. Wow. no corporate sponsors, wow. right? Um, it's like some head cop, you know, maybe asking a, you know, a friend, who runs, you know, some sort of an NGO to put some of their marketing money into, you know, a nationals, right? So that's right. it's hard to do, it's hard to pull off, right? And um, so, whether it'll happen this year, I haven't heard any uh talks of it since the second lockdown happened, and that yeah. squished quite a few uh optimistic uh, uh goals. Mm. Uh, but I can, it's definitely a priority uh, mm. as far as what I've heard, and uh, and I think it. It, it would have a lot of pe- uh, positive uh, benefits to the sport they really? do have to the hardest one is always the first one to pull off because yeah. you're always tentative you don't want to pull off a shitty first one because yeah. then the negative uh that know, will just put people off exactly yeah. right mm-hmm. and and so i think it's good that they're taking their time yeah uh, and uh if not if not this year i'm I'm fairly optimistic that will happen in 2022 when things right. settle down a bit with this yeah with the, with the corona uncertainties so, yeah yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, awesome. So, um, you know, the guys have made it to the nationals. They went through the process, yeah. uh, the state selections, yeah. and then uh, uh, you know showed up at the start line uh, at the nationals. Yeah. So, and they have uh, done well with their twelve-week uh, 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 build cycle training, psych yeah. training yeah. and all that. Yeah whatever the exact date they tapered and all that you know they got there to the start line so what does it take for them to perform well
0: so um that's a good question and it's something that that i mean over the last since 2012 it's i've gone through different iterations of this very thing you know to figure out what exactly because ultimately it's it's about uh, you know, setting up a process, right? Uh, executing on it, yeah. you know, having a plan, executing on it, and then ideally getting to a place where it's just about refining things. Right? right. And I joke that, yeah, now I have this plug and play process, you know, in place. Right. And it's not rocket science, it, but it does take, you know, you have to have that plan that you just commit to. Uh, be willing to make some mistakes along the way, learn from it, and then, you know, adapt it for the next year. And I've almost gotten it to a point where it's, I plug and play it for all my athletes also now. And I try to share that model with as many people as I can. You know, right. um, and the thing about that model is it's tough to talk about, but when you see it happening, when you're in the room with me, seeing it happen, you're like, Oh, this makes a lot of sense. Like, why isn't everyone doing it this way? Right. right. Um, so, uh, and the thing is I wanted to when I came here 2012 to India I had this idea of you know what it needs to look like because I've seen nationals in the US and stuff like that you know yeah. so but the first time I came here I actually decided to do it the way it's been done hmm. for the last you know uh, 25 years yeah. and and that was essential because that would that gives me, it gave me an idea of why we're stuck in terms of our national performances is a certain at a certain level. Right. Know? And, um, I mean, before I was teaching at least in the, uh, the last five years for which I kind of investigated the results, no one had crossed that 45 KPH barrier in the time trial. You know? Right. And, uh, uh, and I was like, okay, let me see what these boys are doing. Right. So the first nationals in 2012, you know, I, I went to the state trials, um, uh, uh, I went there on my uh, road bike with clip-on bars. Right. Um, the quali- LA. Yeah, I qualified. I was I was the fastest guy in the state. Um, and then you know there was this pressure on me to come to the um, the state camp. Camp. Right. That's that's a that's a thing that typically happens, which is once you qualify for a state team, mm-hmm. a month out from nationals, right. a month or two months out, more organized states, farther out, less organized states weeks before nationals is usually when trials happen right was this request for me to stay in like you know somewhere in north karnataka in bijapur with the team and train there right and and that's a pressure that some Mm -hmm. athletes will face and um you know for me i said hey let me do this and let me see what this is about right and i saw that it lacked you know what was necessary to perform at nationals but i went through it right. and i got through it got to my first nationals and my f- journey to my first nationals was nothing short of epic like for a kid who was born in the middle east you know uh, went to college in the us and 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 uh, and worked there for a bit like my journey to nationals involved a two day train journey you know uh, uh where we were sleeping kind of you know in between like the the bathroom in unreserved seats and you know we were just like sleeping wherever we could find place and like everyone on that train the entire karnataka team you know all the way from 14 year old boys and girls all the way up to the elite guys who've been doing this for like six seven eight ten years in some cases we were all on that same train you know and we were all going to try and attempt our peak performance in four days right and i mean it was it was a train that took us all the way from bijapur uh solapur in maharashtra we slept on a we slept overnight for about six hours on a railway platform Mm. and then we boarded a train that went across the country all the way to bihar like mm. in Muzaffarpur in Bihar. Mm. I didn't even know this place existed. I didn't know what Bihar was. Right. I heard about uh, Bihar, yeah. <laughs> but, um, and all of us lost no less than about three kilos in body weight just from sweating because it was across the country, um, uh, in the heat, unreserved train classes. You know? and and uh, I got off that train and I felt like I'd done like uh, six hundred kilometer run away. You know, right? And it was just I was absolutely, and I was like. I got to perform now, you know, and, but yeah, ultimately, this is the way it's been done. This is the way it's still done in, in, to a large extent, to a large extent, to a large extent, this is the way it's still done. And, and, and it's, and it's a resource problem, right? Hmm. I mean, and, um, but what I learned from that first experience, and that was the last way I ever did it that way, because I was like, I put in a year's worth of work and training with a power meter, you know, Paying, uh, paying for a coach, world class coach. Um, you know, focusing on my nutrition, working my ass off to save some money to do this, and then I show up in this shape that's just ruined by this this logistical uh, nightmare, and so ever since that year since 2013 onwards i said i'm going to do it now i'm going to do it my, my way. way yeah. and that just basically meant sensible stuff you know right. if this is an event that you've spent an entire year working towards and your savings and your you know your time and your effort throw everything at it to get uh to for you to be able to perform and race day you know? yeah So, yeah, that means, you know, if you have to book some air tickets and fly there and, you know, maybe get a friend of yours, uh, you know, to to carry your bike over so you don't have to pay for the excess bags and, you know, um, uh, book a hotel room. Yeah, we were staying in that 2012 year, we were staying in an unfinished uh, DPS in Muzaffarpur, you know, that in the, in the, in the neighboring room, they were still grinding the, the wall, you know, you <laughs> right. it, right? Yeah. so, uh, but yeah, it was what was necessary. I mean, we, we bought, a, I bought a, because I like to think outside the box, I bought an electric cooker hmm. and me and Loki plugged it in, and the power supply for the whole school went out. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, and then the Federation secretary came to our room and said, who did what here? And we like, not me. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so 2013 onwards, I said, Hey, this isn't the way you perform in any sport at any level. Right. And, um, it was about just doing it in a sensible way, you know, for something that you put the effort and time and, you know, resources into execution, execute, execute, and put yourself in a place where you're able to execute. And so, um, yeah. And now the approach is basically make sure that travel to the destination is the most smoothest way possible. Right. Um uh and and make sure that you I mean, uh, yeah, I mean I, I go overboard sometimes. I pack my own rice cooker and I you know put it in my bike bag and you know, foam rollers and and yoga mat and you know, Theragun and you know you can go every year I add a little bit more, you know. Right. And um so it's not this big expense, you know. Mm. Um the budget I set for myself for every national's campaign. I hate to say the number out loud but it's probably it's expensive i mean it's yeah. in the region of i mean the first year i probably spent about you know 500 rupees out of pocket and yeah. um uh, i was fourth that year uh, in the road race uh and then every other year i said hey if i'm spending like you know five lakhs in in just building up to this what's another one right, right. and so working throughout the year to make sure that i have that you know to be able to just throw it at this and Come out of it with no regrets saying that right. okay i put in everything, everything you know yeah um and i had enough to pay the rent that's about it right you know? so yeah. um yeah it takes on average about i would say realistically speaking about 35 to 45 to kind of 45 lakhs to kind of just get there and perform right mm. Um, but now what I do is I not only make sure that I get there but I also try and every year I try to bring a couple athletes with me to show them what it's like to do this you know Mm -hmm. so last year it was it was Gagan and 35
1: to to 45,000
0: right Right. yeah Uh, travel you know that that airline ticket the excess baggage fees the taxi from the airport or the point of deportment to the to the place and then of course uh, booking your own accommodation there
1: and right? you have to get there a few days early exactly right? get a couple, there a few okay.
0: days so usually two days is what i found to be the sweet spot because mm-hmm. when you go to a new place you don't know where exactly you can do your efforts and yeah. where exactly where it's safe to do your efforts and so yeah. in figuring that out if you go there a week before the quality of that week isn't all that great mm-hmm. you know um and for the most part nationals are are even if it's in the uh, lap of the world's biggest mountains, like the Himalayas, nationals are always on the flattest course as possible. (laughs) Uh, So there isn't that adaptation as much as people think. And Mm -hmm. if there is a heat adaptation component or a, or a cold or a, uh, you know, any sort of extreme weather adaptation, you do it at home in the best way possible. And usually two to three days, no more than that, you know, is what, uh, is what I like to do. and um yeah so every year you know there's been a group of athletes and uh, pretty much every group the next year that athlete goes on to win a medal you know right. and so for me that's like in in that sense it's rewarding whether it's an athlete of mine or whether it's someone else you know right. um because that's the only scale at which i can kind of spread this model hmm.
1: um
0: and yeah there's something about being there in the room and seeing it being executed
1: right yeah. so basically take care- make sure that you can do all you can to get there uh, the freshest possible, the fittest possible and most rested.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And do this. If you put in the preparation and if you put in the work or years worth of sacrifice, that's the least you owe yourself you yeah know? yeah uh if you, if you've only done like 12 weeks of work mm, yeah, I, yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's worth it that right time. just go there have fun maybe i don't know right see yeah. where your level is and you know right have fun right. with it more than anything yeah. else. yeah
1: yeah because uh it is important you know this particular episode why I thought was very important was because now we see a lot of uh, you know amateurs uh, trying to get there Uh, like um, uh, moms trying to you know make dads dads You know, um, students. Yeah. Yeah, or, you know, working uh, yeah. athletes. Yeah. Everyone yeah. trying to make their mark yeah. because they have seen yeah. the precedents now. Yeah, and now is right. the time
0: to do it because, yeah. like I said, Indian cycling as a sport is still amateur. Right. And so, if you want to kind of get that, get that feel, and try and perform, and see where you can uh where you where you go where you stack up Now is the time to do it the next three four four years till i (laughs) retire then you're in trouble (laughs) once my athletes go for it yeah
1: absolutely yeah i'm actually really looking forward to the day you retire (laughs) and blow up the scene with more and more young you know young talents yeah
0: Uh, um yeah i think i'm incredibly optimistic one thing that this two years of corona has taught me is uh I realize there's a huge appetite for um, there are some incredibly smart at, young athletes out there. Um, some incredibly talented athletes out there. Yeah. You know, I work with this 27, 28 year old uh, guy, you know, uh, in Goa and he has the best sprint numbers and one minute anaerobic numbers out of any athlete who's competing in India at the moment, even the world champions. Right. right? But, He's uh yeah he runs uh he owns a gas station and he he, he plays uh you know the guitar and yeah, uh, yeah. I know the guy <laughs> and, yeah and cycling is just something he like he's he's passionate about right. right yeah and so the thing about the sport in India is you know people ask the questions like oh can we do this and can we do that heck yes because I'm seeing the talent that's just sitting on a couch and doesn't even know about this sport yeah um like India's pogachar is like. Uh, sitting in, in Panvel somewhere, you know, eating, uh, what do you eat in Maharashtra? And, and watching, you know, something. So yeah, it's about, it's about, it's, it's, I think we're just on that, that, that beginning kind of, um, yeah, we're so we're toddlers in the sport right. and, uh, and yeah, I mean, I started working with two 14 year old girls, both in Maharashtra coincidentally, mm. and, you know, they're training with Pa right yeah, yeah and um and yeah they, they're in Maharashtra, in, in mumbai it's incredibly challenging to train outdoors but right. these girls are on the trainer you know at 7 a.m getting structured sessions in and um for me as a coach the challenge is keeping it fun for them and letting me focus on the numbers and things like that you know right. and i don't think there's any 14 year old girl who's training with power <sighs> in india before these two you know right um and so yeah uh, 16 year old boy in gujarat you know uh, 18 year old 17 year old kid in chandigarh with the full backing of their parents in some cases very promising very promising yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'm hugely optimistic yeah awesome
1: where uh where is it likely to happen this year
0: uh so this year likely to happen in uh in north india okay uh, unlikely to happen in in south india i think but yeah right. that's where it's looking like november december timeline still right uh, mtv nationals is set for the last week well, the last weekend of october and then track nationals probably in december sometime
1: right yeah. awesome awesome this has been uh, fantastic uh again nj uh awesome. it's been uh, very helpful
0: thanks for having me on
1: so that was the chat with nj about nationals Uh, all things nationals if you like it please make sure you subscribe to the channel and share it with someone who, who might be interested leave your comments in the comment section on the youtube it will be very helpful